Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 84 of You Got This. June has officially kicked off. This episode is dropping on the 4th, and we're back after a break. Happy LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. Fun fact, it's also PTSD Awareness Month, Gun Violence Awareness Month, Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and Immigrant Heritage Month. There are likely others that I'm not mentioning. (laughs) Just know that here on UGT, we honor all of them in spirit. And as reasonably as possible with everything going on in the world right now. I hope everyone's feeling and healing and doing well out there. If you're new, welcome. I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm so incredibly happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, gonna do my spiel. You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y, but you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. Listener discretion advised. This podcast is not a replacement for traditional therapy or esoteric healing modalities. On UGT, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need any of that, you're welcome to visit my site and book a session with me. And I encourage you to explore any other resources out there that you feel would be helpful for you along your authentic journey. Please do what you got to do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Okie dokie. So I know I mentioned we're back after a break for anyone who's new. I was away and on a different schedule for a wee bit, (laughs) taking care of myself, the world around me, business, travel, life itself. Yeah. This applies to all of us in different ways, tomato, tomato. So we're getting recalibrated and back into the groove with this first episode of June. For anyone who's new here, UGT is a podcast that's certainly non-traditional, if you will. Uh, This approach to podcasting feels natural for me, and it's an expression slash extension of my authentic self. And the purpose for this is to be an uplifting, grounding, insightful, and entertaining resource for folks who enjoy the audio format. And it's presented in a way that's universally conscious and hopefully relatable, especially for those who may be new to exploring their personal, professional, or spiritual development, or who may not have regular access to other sources of healing. And for those who do have access and still tune in, which, you know, humbled and honored by that, (laughs) this is like an add-on to what they may already be putting into practice, which is also cool. All are welcome. If this gives any kind of boost to folks out there for being a better person toward themselves or the world around them, however that resonates, the deed is done. (laughs) And it feels great to be back, uh, genuinely. Um, 
I absolutely love recording and layering the voice with the sound, sourcing conscious content, incorporating the practice of pausing for breath, the energy readings. These are all elements that have resonated for me along my journey, so I'm glad to share them. This is a safe and brave space for folks that I serve and also for me (laughs) to remove social, personal, professional, insert category uh, masks that we can all relate to in some way and really just connect as our authentic selves and grow together quirks and all for anyone who tunes in returning listeners depending on how long they've been listening they have definitely heard quite a lot of my quirks (laughs) so I appreciate you for being here major kudos for your stamina and hopefully it gives you permission to embrace your quirks as well yeah for folks who are new Some episodes are just my voice, while others feature conscious content from leaders, artists, musicians, healers, comedians, educators, inventors, etc. Really creators of all kinds. Um, For this episode, we've got a talk uh, from the esteemed spiritualist, physician, and author, Dr. Gabor Mate. Hope I'm saying that right. Doing it with (laughs) an accent with Spanish, so, you know, forgive me, uh, doctor, (laughs) if you happen to tune in, uh, you know, and I mispronounce it but this talk is quite profound and it's about how to find discover return to yourself especially during times of feeling unclear unsure perhaps a bit lost which we've all been there we implement many mechanisms in life consciously and subconsciously that prevent us from embracing our genuine authentic self and understandably (laughs) is due to our programming for survival uh, societal norms expectations etc right And, and that's not necessarily what's holistically healthy or what will allow us to truly thrive. But we all have the ability to reflect and recalibrate and reprogram in the ways that feel authentic to us. In this talk, Dr. Mate explores the concept of compassionate curiosity specifically and how to reflect and implement that as we all navigate our unique and adventurous life journey. So on that note, let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. We already are authentic. You can't not be authentic. You're just not in touch with it. And we have all these defenses and all these mechanisms with which we keep from being authentic, like being nice all the time. It's not a question of jumping in, it's a question of uncovering through patient and compassionate, kind, self-observation, the way in which we're not being authentic. So one spiritual teacher says that liberation is not some, some great thing that you achieve all of a sudden. Liberation happens every time that you realize that you're not your personality. There's always fear in uh, moving towards authenticity because we've been taught since our children to be afraid of our authentic selves. Because if we're our authentic selves, we're going to lose the world. That's the fear. There's always going to be fear there. And that fear has to be confronted. It has to be recognized, understood, and accepted. And Selye said, the biggest stresses of human beings are emotional ones. And the biggest stress of all is trying to be who you're not. But how long ago did you find that out? You're still new at it. You're still learning. So instead of being frustrated with yourself about, like when you say, why am I still like that? Now there's two ways to ask that question. 
if you say, why am I still like that? If I said to you, why are you like that? Is that a question or a statement? It's a statement. And what is the statement saying? You're not good enough. So when you ask it like that, you're accusing yourself. You're not actually asking a question. You're making an accusation against yourself that you're not good enough. There's another way to ask the same question. I could ask you, gee, I'm curious. Why do you do that? Why are you like that? Well, what do you suppose, you know, is behind that? Is that a question or a statement? That's a question. Which one do you think you're more likely to answer? If I say to you, why are you like that? Why are you still doing this? Or what if I said to you this? Here's it is. Here's your 30 and, and you're an intelligent woman and you've learned all these things. But I'm noticing that despite what you've learned, you're still doing some of the same things that you used to do before. Now, why do you suppose that is? Now, that's a question. Which one do you think you might more open up to? The first way of putting it or the second way? So that the first thing is, you've got to ask yourself the right way. In other words, you have to ask it with compassion. Remember I said compassion for yourself. Compassionate curiosity. Say, why am I like that? That's not a question. That's a statement. I already know. I'm like that because I'm not good enough. But if you ask it compassionately with curiosity, then you might be able to come up with the answer. So I, I suggest that every time that question comes up for you, ask it with that compassionate curiosity rather than as a self-accusation. Then the answer will come to you. Because otherwise, you're, because if I attack you, what are you going to do? You're going to defend yourself. But if I treat you with compassion, you're going to open up. There's a spiritual teacher who says that only when compassion is present will people allow themselves to see the truth. So if you want to see the truth, you need to be compassionate with yourself. So if we want to overcome our habit energies, now for you to suppress yourself in the presence of some people is just a habit that you've learned very early in life that before you had any choice in the matter. It's ingrained in your brain. The brain circuits are telling you that if I'm authentic, that's not good. Those are your habit energies. So that's an automatic behavior for you. And that automatic behavior is there despite what you know intellectually despite what you've learned. So those habit energies in certain situations will get triggered. Unless you train yourself very patiently. I mean, you wouldn't expect to go into a gym and press 150 pounds on the first day. You're gonna press maybe 25 pounds. So right now, you're pressing maybe 75 pounds. You wanna press 150 pounds, you have to train yourself some more. Overcome those habit energies. How many of you would acknowledge that at one time or another in your life, you had an addiction? What did you get from it? What did it do for you? Temporarily, that you wanted or craved. What was the benefit, the so-called benefit that you got from it? Pleasure is something we all want. In fact, it's necessary for life. The real question is, given God's green earth and everything in it, why did you lack pleasure in your life? Numbing. When do people have to be numbed? So when you go to the dentist, so when you're going to have pain. So it's a response to pain. And comfort, again, is something that's a totally normal human aspiration. The problem is that you were in so much discomfort that you didn't know what to do with it. And so that we see that the addiction is not a choice that you made, nor is it a disease that you inherited. It was an attempt to solve a problem. The problem of pain, so you had to be numbed. The problem of lack of pleasure of alienation, of boredom, the problem of discomfort. If we want to understand why you lacked comfort, why you lacked pleasure, why you had pain, 
We have to look at your life. And these factors always goes back to childhood trauma in every single case. This is what we don't learn. We don't learn that human experience is shaped or human functioning is shaped by human experience in the world. Yet another study talking about pain that shows that people with adverse childhood experiences are much more likely to have chronic pain as adults. Now I could go into the physiology of that, it's very straightforward, but nobody teaches you that. So all you see is a drug seeker. You don't see a traumatized person whose physiology is responding to painful childhood experiences. The difficulty that we have is that we have trouble understanding people with different formative experiences than ours. And precisely because if I look at something like addiction, it really is a matter of a spectrum and we're just about all of us are on the spectrum. But precisely because we're all on the spectrum, and we think we could deal with this in our own life, we say, well, why couldn't they deal with it? We're full of judgment. Why couldn't they deal with it? If you've never been profoundly depressed, you don't have an idea what it's like to be depressed. You have no idea what it's like to have life be utterly drab and meaningless and threatening to the point that you might even want to leave life, to the point of trying to kill yourself. Because it is on a spectrum, and we've all felt down sometimes. We've all felt alienated sometimes, but we snapped out of it. And we have no idea what it's like to be deeply into it, where a choice no longer exists. And so we have great difficulty understanding people whose brains give them a different experience of life. If you look at what actually triggers stress, the significant factors that trigger stress are uncertainty, lack of information, and loss of control. Now what happens in a culture where the economy is going on a tube, where decisions are made far away by people who don't even know you and you don't know who they are, and your life is very much affected by these large forces over which you have increasingly a sense that you have no control or even influence over, well that means a lot of people are going to be stressed. A lot of uncertainty. A lot of people are going to be stressed. And that stress then will lead to addictive behaviors. That stress then will lead to uh, parents passing that stress onto their children. So stress has three components, and this is maybe the takeaway. There's the external event called the stressor. It depends on the individual of how they perceive and experience a particular event. So the first component of the stress reaction is the event. The third and final component of the stress reaction is the physiological stress response with the adrenaline and the cortisol and the nervous system and the gut and the heart and really the whole body. But in between the external event and the physiological reaction is what we can call the processing apparatus. And the processing apparatus is you and I with our particular interpretations, our beliefs, usually unconscious interpretations, unconscious beliefs, internal emotional dynamics that we have no control over until we become conscious of them. So that really the whole point of this talk is to become conscious of what's happening inside us. But you see, we all tell ourselves these stories and these stories often run our lives. And to the extent that they're unconscious and to the extent that we keep suppressing ourselves for the sake of attachment, for the sake of being accepted and loved and respected and, and, and accepted by others and we're disconnected from our true selves, to that extent, we're stressing ourselves, and to that degree, we're actually making ourselves sick. And from that point of view, illness comes along 
to teach you something. Now, I'm not inviting you to get sick to, to learn this lesson. Nobody wishes that on anybody else whatsoever. What I am saying is that when illness does come along, of when they did get sick, rather than just simply see it as a calamity to battle against, they also saw it as an opportunity to learn. And what people keep learning over and over again is how they had not been themselves. Illness came along to bring them back to themselves. That's what they keep learning. Nobody should be a passive recipient to anybody else's care. We need to regain that sense of agency. Is that sense of agency of, of, of actually making the decisions and actually looking at our lives and our patterns and our dynamics and really being courageous about that and being open about it and being supremely curious and not judging ourselves. Oh God, I, I failed, I, I was too nice, I pushed myself down. No, but ask yourself, okay, why was I doing that? And do I really need to do that? Am I still really that infant, a young child, who needs to choose attachment over authenticity? And yes, I may lose some friends who have, are used to me being this particular way, and that's what they signed up for, but my true friends will celebrate me. And the biggest stress of all is trying to be something other than who you are. So if this takeaway lesson here, it's Get to know who you are and be who you are. The true self, the authentic self, is never lost. In fact, there's a very interesting word that we use when it comes to illness or addiction. What's the word that we use when people get better? They recover. What does it mean to recover? It means to find something. Well, if you find it, it means it could never have been lost in the first place. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 84. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end, feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready. 
I've already blessed and shuffled the decks I'm using for our reading. I'll also be incorporating my Onyx Dice gemstones. Since we're on episode 84, dropping on June 4th, I considered going the four route with that, but since folks might tune in on a different day. <laughs> also considered eight and four adding up to 12 and breaking that down evenly into a six deck reading since June is the sixth month of our calendar year but that's depending on the calendar that you subscribe to. Uh, I'll also point out the number two. That's definitely a common thread in this. So to be inclusive, I mentioned I'll use my Onyx Dice gemstones. We're gonna get a set of four numbers from there for our reading. And along with that, I'll use two card decks, one tarot, one oracle. So all together we have four and two adding up to six, yeah? <laughs> Before we get started, just a quick shout out to the artists for the tarot and oracle decks. We've got the Sun and Moon Tarot by Vanessa DeCourt, and last but certainly not least, the Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray. All right, folks, let's see what gems we've got in the crystals and cards for us today. Doo -doo -doo. Welcome, folks. <laughs> As mentioned in the intro, definitely glad to be back after a bit of a break. You'll hear some noise in the background. Uh, for right now, this is just me moving around the dice a little bit. Gonna drop them in just a moment. Uh, you'll also hear some additional shuffling of the cards once I get into the cards for the tarot and oracle portion of this reading. Gonna breeze through this, and I mean it this time. <laughs> For returning listeners, y'all know I can be a bit verbose, uh, and sometimes that's what's called for, uh, especially in uh, the energy reading setting. But since we're using the dice and uh, I only have one tarot deck, one oracle deck, I, I truly believe, <laughs> I trust and believe that uh, I shall breeze through. So I'll go ahead and drop these dice, see what we're working with with the numbers to kick us off for this first reading of June. See what we're working with <laughs> to start the month. So on the dice, we have facing upward. We've got six and we have four. And then facing toward me, uh, we have a repeat. We have another six and we have three. Okay, cool. So to get into the numerology, um, and then I got, you know, another little bit to share, especially for folks who are new as I get into the cards as far as level setting and whatnot. Uh, but to start with the numbers, again, six and four facing up, six and three facing toward me. So that that's really interesting as far as, you know, depending on what order, you know, we go in either the progression or potentially, um, I don't even want to necessarily say a step back, but it, it could be since we're, <laughs> this is an energy reading and it's, you know, from that perspective of personal, professional, spiritual development, I will say that that could be more like retrospect or reflection. Yeah. So starting with the numbers at the top, the six and the four, six in numerology represents balance, harmony, flow. And for numerology, that represents balance as well. So that's kind of cool with that common, you know, thread being there. But it also has to do with 
foundations, building something from the ground up. It could have to do with stability, whether that is uh, financial, emotional, spiritual. Um, Six and four, that adds up to 10. And 10 in numerology, that has to do with reaching a goal, ending a cycle, completion of some sort. So that's interesting to consider. And then we have six and three, uh, you know, facing forward, facing me. And so three, to add that into the mix, three in numerology, that could represent trinity, trifecta. Um, It also has to do with uh, creativity, self-expression, connection. If we do think about that trinity trifecta of, you know, that missing puzzle piece, all the points connecting, coming together, um, Six and three, of course, that adds up to nine. And so nine, you know, if we're thinking about the number 10, reaching a goal, end of a cycle, completion, and this could be positive, negative, neutral. With that number nine, that's like being almost there. And so it does have to do with like a release of some sort. And again, this could be positive, negative, neutral. And then adding up 10 and nine being 19, uh, legit double down on that, (laughs) 20 uh, in numerology, um, or actually I'll relate this to tarot uh, because it's, it's actually quite fitting. We had the judgment card come up, uh, recently, uh, as far as energy readings here on UGT and the Roman numeral on that card is the number 20. And, And so that has to do with discernment and sort of like final decisions case closed. So with the number 19, again, you know, thinking about the release, uh, it, it definitely relates to that. So Interesting. I I mean, based on the numbers that we have here, and if I'm thinking about the dice and perhaps the six and the four being the 10, that's what's facing upward. It's kind of like seeing things from a higher perspective, if you will. I'll relate that to, you know, the universal consciousness piece. And then facing toward me, the six and the three adding up to the nine, it's almost like that that's what we're able to to see, you know, in in our physical reality, if you will. Um, what I get from these numbers, especially looking at them separately, I know I added them up, and you know, it did did the the collaboration and the combination. But looking at these uh, and really breaking it down by the numbers, having the six and four up top. This could symbolize for you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we picking up on and getting the tea on (laughs) with this reading, that there could potentially be quite a lot of intention around either continuing to build upon a certain foundation or or getting started. And if that doesn't resonate, this could be a loving and non-judgmental message from spirit, perhaps to prioritize either reflecting on that or putting that into action. Um, The six representing harmony and connection and balance and four also representing balance, but it having to do with building something. Perhaps for you or whoever you're thinking about, either it's already happening or there's the opportunity to create more harmony, balance, flow. Um, if it resonates that you already been there, done that, because <laughs> it is possible for readings that this is more like reflection and retrospect. Um, it, and that is something that resonated, you know, for me, even when I was first going through the numbers on the dice. Um, this, it, this could be not only a reflection, but maybe it also resonates that for you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we get into tea on with this reading, that there is 
something, uh, somewhere, someplace in retrospect, where perhaps there is the opportunity to continue to build or rebuild uh, a foundation of some sort. And this could be family, friends, work, romantic, positive, negative, neutral. The fact that we have the six repeat as well, um, with facing, you know, toward me on the dice, it, it really just reiterates uh, just how present um, and perhaps how top of mind, you know, that harmony, balance and flow piece is currently to the energy that's here in this reading. Or again, this could be a loving, non-judgmental message from spirit to consider prioritizing that if, if that's not already the case for you. And then with three being here as well, and that being about creativity, self-expression, or trinity trifecta, and, and things truly connecting. All of this together, it's painting the picture, and we'll see what we get from the cards to paint the picture even more. But to start, what I'm getting from here is that there's a lot of intention around building something, whether it, you know, it's physical, spiritual, however that resonates, but whatever it is, it probably requires it probably requires some work behind the scenes also you know in in front of the curtain <laughs> and perhaps what is behind the scenes or or you know as above so below it is that piece of establishing the foundation which i i mean quite often it does have to happen behind the scenes and and a lot of that is work that has to be done with the self and then facing forward, as far as what we can see or perceive, it, it, it's interesting having that six again, but then the three with the creativity, self-expression, the connection piece. And so that, that might be something that's either happening or it's required in order to truly feel as though, again, for you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we're picking up on, that this feeling of integration, collaboration, again, balance, harmony, flow, that it is authentic, genuine, and it's something that, that you're truly able to embody. So yeah, th this is what I'm getting from the numbers. Like th this could be either the journey itself, or perhaps this is just a chapter of the novella <laughs> that we're getting some insight into. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I, I know I said I was going to breeze through, so let me go, let me go breeze <laughs> and I'll get into the cards. Um, this is where I'll continue just level setting a little bit for folks who are new. Uh, I know I mentioned that you'll hear additional shuffling in the background. Uh, the reason why, especially since I already did some initial shuffling, um, the additional. That's so we get as random as possible of messages that actually come out uh, during the reading. And that's what we consider as guidance from spirit. Um, have one tarot deck, one oracle deck. Um, I'm open to, a, to however uh, many cards come out from each deck, but in, in the spirit of, you know, actually intending to breeze through. <laughs> and, and I think I can honor that, you know, uh, with, with this reading. Um, what I'm thinking is that, you know, maybe just one or two cards uh, per deck. That'll help us keep this concise. I'm gonna start with the tarot, which is the sun and moon tarot. And we'll see what we get. Um, if uh, gender comes up at all during the reading, uh, especially in honor of LGBTQIA plus Pride Month, please know if I bring up gender at all. Um, it, it's just to maintain the integrity of the reading as far as explaining the artwork over the audio format. Um, 
but you are free and welcome to take it how it resonates. So that could be male or female, which includes trans, or perhaps non-binary applies to you, whoever you're thinking about. So maybe gender isn't even a factor here at all. It's all welcome. And so we'll see what we get to start with the card portion of this reading from the Sun and Moon Tarot. And then I will see what we get from the Angels and Ancestors Oracle. And we shall call it a day. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you, I don't know if it came to the mic, but clearly not just two cards that came out. So <laughs> just going to do a little bit more shuffling, narrow this down. And we'll keep going until we get down to one or two cards. Oh, there we go. One card. Ah, just what I needed. So we have from the Sun and Moon Tarot. Ooh. Okay. We got the Ten of Cups. All right. I mean... One reason why I'm geeking out a little bit over this is because uh, the, the numerology dice with the six and four adding up to 10. So, so that's something that already came up. So we have another repeat. We have six in the dice, but we also have, have 10 just as far as the overall reading. So I'll pay attention to that. Um, the 10 of cups is a very positive card in tarot. That's the other reason why I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is good. Uh, for you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we get into tea on. Um, the 10 of cups in tarot, that represents happiness, joy, fulfillment. Um, it's, you know, it's w wishes coming true, uh, happy home life, happy family life, you know, uh, however that resonates. And Cups in tarot represents water energy that has to do with emotions and relationships. And so that also gives some more context into the numbers as far as having that six and having that four facing upward and also having that three and that six uh, facing toward me on the dice. This cups energy definitely confirms that as far as, you know, the connection and the foundation building that's going on and also the intention and focus uh, on balance and harmony, there could either be a specific dynamic partnership connection, family, friends, work, romantic, uh, where there's the opportunity or the possibility to either reach the 10 of cups status. Maybe that's something that is a goal. Um, you know, uh, for whatever energy that we're picking up on here. This could also be a very empowering and uplifting message from spirit as far as not only, you know, the possibility, but it's like, okay, you know, you, you on the way, <laughs> you on the way there, you almost at this 10 of cups. Um, I think also with the cups energy of emotions and relationships, it's, it, it does make sense as far as, I think especially seeing this three uh, with the creativity, self-expression, trinity, trifecta, which again, it might not necessarily be exactly three. It's, it, you know, it's the concept, the principle of, of all the points connecting, but perhaps there is an opportunity for an incredibly fruitful connection, whether it's family, friends, work, romantic, and for you or whoever you're thinking about, if there is the opportunity to truly, 
nurture, explore, build, you know, that that healthy foundation, because the, the, the healthy part is very important. <laughs> and that could be also what this represents as far as that harmony, flow, balance, that just kind of the holistic health piece and how that all connects. That's also something that we could kind of get from from the dice collectively. And so again, this is a good sign as far as seeing the Ten of Cups and what it represents in tarot as far as that wish fulfillment, if you will. And again, Ten in numerology, that's about reaching a goal, uh, completing a cycle, um, all that jazz. So wonderful place for us to begin <laughs> for this reading and very strong energy as well. Um, for all the different elements in tarot and just for my due diligence, I'm gonna go through it. That's another quirk too, <laughs> kind of like the info dump. So I mentioned that cups is water, energy, emotions, and relationships. What we do not have in this reading, since we only got one card, there's also wands energy, which is fire that has to do with passion, energy itself and motivation. There's also earth energy, which is pentacles, and that has to do with the physical reality or the world around us. Could also have to do with work, um, things of that sort. Also, you know, finances, wealth, however that resonates, could be financial, though it doesn't, doesn't have to be. It could just be abundance in general. Um, and then we have uh, air energy, which is swords. That has to do with thoughts, mindset, communication. So... Emotions and relationships, quite quite prevalent here. And so again, maybe there's an opportunity to put this a bit more at the forefront, or this could be, you know, simply put, that this is what's happening for you. <laughs> or again, maybe this is, you know, in, in retrospect, and there's an opportunity to gain some new insights um, based on what, what we get from this reading and how the cards paint the picture for us. So let's go ahead and get into the Oracle. And then we'll close this out. Yeah, so far there's something about building a connection of some sort, family, friends, work, romantic, putting in the work and, and the fruitful results, which honestly, that's, I mean, that's common sense. And so this, I, I really truly believe it's a gentle reminder. It might resonate for you or whoever you're thinking about or the energy that we're picking up on, whether it's one specific dynamic or, or generally speaking, um, where there could be an opportunity to implement, you know, this <laughs> as far as really focusing on that balance harmony flow. If this resonates, though, that you are already here, which is quite possible, then, uh, you know, congrats. <laughs> yeah, the Ten of Cups is a really great place to be, for sure. And if you don't feel like you're there yet, <laughs> you'll get there. You got this. Ooh. Okay. I mean, spirit must have agreed. <laughs> Those cards flew out. I actually got to pick them up off the floor okay and, and I got two cards that flew out which is great uh, I'll take both <laughs> cool so we have uh, from the angels and the ancestors Ooh. okay we have the wise one grow within your current situation and we have the sky father trust in the unknown 
okay. That's pretty, you know, straightforward. Wise one, grow within your current situation. Sky father, trust in the unknown. Perhaps it resonates. Um, hmm. Perhaps it resonates that something's going on. Again, could be positive, negative, neutral, family, friends, work, romantic. But some sort of situation, as we have here quite explicitly with the cards, <laughs> wise one, grow within your current situation. Uh, perhaps there's something going on. We have the sky father trust in the unknown. So, and I know this actually came up, you know, uh, uh, with the dice uh, a little earlier in the reading, as far as what we're able to see and perceive and, and what is more behind the scenes. And so sky father trust in the unknown. And then if I'm considering the 10 of cups and what this represents, <laughs> it, it could resonate for you or whoever you're thinking about, whatever energy that we are picking up on that, something might require trust and faith and that's probably not easy <laughs> probably not easy at all and that's why we have the wise one grow within your current situation and even with this sky father card trust in the unknown that does allude to a certain level of wisdom it might also resonate i know i mentioned gender so with sky father take it how it resonates that this is obviously masculine energy but it's you might identify as female perhaps this does resonate as male perhaps non-binary take it how it resonates though it's a certain level of masculine energy and if i were to tie this into tarot this this could potentially be like a king of cups <laughs> kind of energy um it, it, which relates to the ten of cups and that's why i chose the the king of cups where there's a certain level of wisdom but also maturity reliability responsibility um the ability to discern the ability to remain steady uh, even in the midst of the unknown yeah it's uh there's there's a gentleman on this card obviously but this looks to be an older gentleman but there's also a, a, an eagle and you can tell that he's in the sky in the universe and whatnot it's quite ethereal and then with the wise one there's a lady um a interesting part it's another another bird there's an owl uh in this card and, and this is also an older lady and, and so yeah yeah a, a certain level of learning from life experience <laughs> simply put and so this could paint the picture for us i think especially if i'm considering the dice and and what i got from it as far as the connection, balance, building the foundation, and also the creativity and self-expression piece, sometimes that is easier said than done. And so maybe there is something going on. It, again, positive, negative, neutral. I'm always going to say that <laughs> because I think that is really important to, to consider. It just helps us emotionally, you know, regulate. Um, there's something here where if it hasn't happened already, or if you, whoever you're thinking about who we get in a tea on, if, if it hasn't been recognized yet that there's an opportunity for growth and trusting in the unknown, that, then this is a loving and non-judgmental nudge, a gentle reminder. Um, perhaps, a, a, you know, an empowerment as far as seeing things from a higher perspective and if it does resonate that something's going on, you know, that's challenging, 
that you'll be able to overcome it. And that's where this 10 of cups comes in, where there's not only the wisdom gained, um, perhaps the unknown being trusted in, <laughs> it's whatever this 10 of cups represents, you know, for, for this reading, which will be different for different people in terms of the, that wish fulfillment piece. But long story short, <laughs> if you're going through anything, um, use that situation to learn and grow and it's not just about learning and growing specific lessons as it relates to the external, but primarily focusing on the internal, because that's also what determines the quality of your relationships. And it's not just the acquaintance relationships. It, it's also those truly deep partnerships. We, we need all the things, you know, potentially, depending on what your preferences are. So yeah, ha however it resonates, this reading is saying, use whatever it is that you're going through to help potentially expand how you view <laughs> partnerships, relationships, emotions. Um, going back to this 10 of cups, something that I'll also share. I know I share, you know, the, the elements, but major and minor arcana is really important for me to bring up as well. Returning listeners, you know, refreshers galore, feel free to sit back and relax. But for new folks, this 10 of cups card, it might as well be major arcana, even though it's considered minor arcana because it, you know, it's the element of cups. It's one of the elements. Um, because the 10 of cups is the highest that you can go as far as not only that element, but in general for all the different elements, 10 is the highest uh, in, in a tarot deck. It has so much strong energy, it might as well be Major Arcana. And the, and the Major Arcana cards and tarot decks represent main characters, major themes. Um, it, it, they have the ability to completely shift an energy reading in a totally different direction or completely, you know, just be the at the center. Like that is the theme. That's the core of the reading itself. And that's what we have is this Ten of Cups. This is like the overarching theme. And then these Oracle cards, wise one, grow within your current situation. Skyfather, trust in the unknown. These are the descriptors for this card. So there's, it, it, it's, it's like being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, if you will. So however that resonates for you, keep going and growing, keep moving and grooving, resting and reflecting, feeling and healing, all that jazz. Um, and I also think that it's a really great reminder and a place to, you know, kind of close out the reading that we can all relate to. <laughs> and so it's up to folks tuning in as far as listening to this reading and really being intentional and reflecting on how this applies to perhaps one area or different uh, areas of life and how this, this might serve you. Um, yeah. And if this doesn't resonate at all, it just means that this reading wasn't for you. And perhaps at the very least, this gave you some insight into what somebody that you know is experiencing. But nonetheless, <laughs> I appreciate you tuning in and uh, I'll, I'll close out here. So, yeah, I, I, thanks, you know, so much for for tuning in. Um, I hope this made sense as well. I'm kind of going going with the flow <laughs> as, as I go through these readings. And so I'll put that out there as well. Hopefully, you know, this, this made sense for whoever did need to hear it. Uh, and all that being said, uh, wishing all the best. I hope everyone out there has a great week and beyond, uh, a great Pride Month uh, of June and beyond, however that resonates for you. Uh, generally speaking, uh, uh, you know, being your authentic self, it really truly matters. Uh, and 
not even just for yourself, but, you know, folks, folks around you in terms of feeling safe and brave to just be here, <laughs> just simply being here. So that, that even makes me look at the dice again with the six and the four and then the three and the six again. It's like, it's a, a, a compassionate curiosity, <laughs> compassionate curiosity to close this out. Yes. Just, you know, bringing it all in compassionate curiosity, practicing that for ourselves and for each other. Uh, that's how we're able to uplift and, and truly build each other up rather than continuing to, you know, feed into this programming and, um, just the, there's friendly competition, but there's also competitive nature that is not healthy at all. <laughs> and so, as I was saying, you know, in the spirit of, you know, not just Pride Month, I know I mentioned the other, you know, uh, awareness months and whatnot for June is as well. And even those that are unsaid, uh, I mentioned all of that just to reiterate how important it is for us to identify what happiness and what health, fulfillment, etc., what that means to us authentically so that we are able to explore that and not always revert to the mechanisms that interfere with our ability to be able to do that. So going back to the compassionate curiosity, uh, that, that'll be my kind of final message to add on to what we got from Spirit for this reading. So going to officially close out there. <laughs> hope everyone has a great week and beyond great month and beyond as I said and no matter what life throws your way you got this talk soon